Welcome to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Your host is Rochelle McLaughlin. It's time to experience radical well-being. Learn to nourish your heart, body, and mind. Manifest your power in the present. And learn to live your life's infinite potential. Now, here's your host, Rochelle McLaughlin. There is so much going on around the world today that if we give ourselves even a moment to contemplate that just breaks our hearts like the horrors of human trafficking, environmental degradation, species extinction, the devastating degree of chronic disease we are experiencing today, and on and on, that when something happens in my life that gives me hope, that delights me, that inspires me, I allow myself the space in my life to fully experience all the goodness that I can. And this week in particular, I had the very special experience of getting to witness an extraordinary local event. A dear friend of mine, Lisa Rosenberg, was sworn in as San Mateo County's Poet Laureate. San Mateo County Supervisor Warren Slocum and President of the Board of Supervisors spearheaded a project to incorporate a very special position in our local community to integrate poetry into politics and our local community. And I was just so inspired to witness this beauty right in the midst of such political complexity. It was a deeply inspiring experience. And I just wanted to share that very real experience with you all today. Another very real, very inspiring person I am thrilled to share with you today is my guest, Dr. Rodney Dietert, as we are going to be talking about his revolutionary new book, The Human Superorganism, How the Microbiome is Revolutionary the pursuit of a healthy life. And as many of you know, from the past few revolutionary wellness talk radio shows, I was thrown full steam ahead into a deeply healing protocol with the gut and psychology and physiology syndrome that, to my astonishment, brought my family and I to a level of health that I never could have even imagined for myself. I knew from my training with Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride that the health of the microbiome was a key factor. And in 2012, I happened to be traveling through the San Francisco airport when I passed by a magazine kiosk, and I was struck by the image of a cover of the Scientific American magazine. It was an image of a silhouette of a human body that was covered in microbes, and the title read, Your Inner Ecosystem. In your body, bacteria outnumber your own cells 10 to 1. Who's in charge? And that was by Jennifer Ackerman. This just stopped me in my tracks, and of course, I purchased that issue, and I read it as soon as I could, and this was certainly a paradigm-shifting concept for me, and certainly many others, including the scientific community, and since that 2012 publication, the Scientific American Magazine alone has published dozens of articles related to this amazing fact with such titles as Microbes Manipulate Your Mind, and How Bacteria Break Down Human Food, and The U.S. Navy Recruits Gut Microbes to Fight Obesity and Disease, and finally, Gut Microbes Respond Within Days to Major Diet Changes. Well, my guest today, Dr. Rodney Dietert, has also written extensively on the topic, and I was so excited to read his newly published book, The Human Superorganism, How the Microbiome is Revolutionizing the Pursuit of a Healthy Life. And I'm thrilled to have Dr. Dietrich on Revolutionary Wellness Radio, talk radio today, to talk about this revolutionary new book. Rodney Dietrich is Professor of Immunotoxicology at Cornell University. 
and he's been on the Cornell faculty for 39 years. Rodney has more than 300 publications, including 200 papers and book chapters, with most concerning environmental risk factors, developmental immunotoxicity, and programming of later life chronic diseases. Recently, he has focused on the importance of the microbiome in health and safety, and among his authored and edited books are Strategies for Protecting Your Child's Immune System, Immunotoxicity Testing, Immunotoxicity, Immune Dysfunction in Chronic Disease, and finally, Science Shifting, Tools for Innovation. Rodney, thank you so much for being with us here today. Well, thank you, Rochelle. And and I should say that we first met on the San Jose University campus literally less than 24 hours before the event that launched the process for this book to happen. So it's it's really magical to be uh, and so thrilling to be on your show because I felt like you were really the uh, meeting you was part of the launch process for this whole book. Oh, Rhonda, it was such an honor to meet you that day. I was so inspired by your work. I was really inspired at how many different connections that we had, not only in, you know, I know the workshops that you lead in um, just paradigm shifting ideas and perspective um, taking, and, and but also with this whole amazing topic of the microbiome. And you mentioned that recently your work has focused on on this significance of the microbiome and health and safety. And I was wondering if you could talk a bit about how that focus came about in your life and work and what, what created that shift for you. Well, it all started when I was given a, a, a wonderful invitation, and that was to write a scientific paper that identified the one measurement you could make in a baby, or we called it biological sign or biomarker, the one thing you could measure that would best predict the life course for that baby in terms of whether it would be a healthful life or one filled with chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty sure that I the answer somewhere was lying in my you know, 35 plus years of, of research, mm-hmm. started out trying to write the paper and got nowhere with it. Literally mm-hmm. a couple paragraphs in and it was terrible couldn't convince myself of any of it, and put it aside and went to bed that night and woke up from a dream in the middle of the night um, with the fact that, wow, I've been dreaming, what a dream, And uh, but then, wow, do I have this idea, this big idea, and the mm-hmm. idea was that the, the most important signal or measurement you could make is the extent to which a newborn self-completes and that and by that I mean com- is completed with the microbial part of us we're intended to, ha- to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. Um, and so that led to this uh, the paper I think was titled the completed self hypothesis in part um, in that the infant is not whole the infant essentially as a pure mammal would be viewed as having a type of birth defect mm-hmm. until the baby's complete with the micro microbiome. And so measuring the extent that the baby has that self-completion with a robust and diversified uh, group of microbes it is, the, is the sign or the key that I argued for. Mm-hmm. And the paper was actually published in a rather, in, in a physics-oriented journal, so I didn't think anyone would even see it um, looking for biology. But mm-hmm. it turned out some UK filmmakers saw it and had been ready to make a movie about birth and included this as one of the major themes in the movie. So in that film titled Microbirth, 
uh, I was able to explain the hypothesis and the ideas behind it, and that simply led to more opportunities for lecture and eventually the San Jose lecture that led to this book. And uh, so that was really the process. It was nothing that I planned in my career, but it's been a, a remarkable blessing, both personally and in terms of the opportunity uh, to lay out information that I think will be useful in combating non-communicable diseases or what we call chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fascinating. And it was it's such a, a personal experience for me, as I've mentioned before on the show with my own daughter, my older daughter. And you know, and I had a chance to watch Microbirth, and it's incredible. I really urge anyone that's um, contemplating getting pregnant, um, you know, it's pro- it has to happen before. It's probably best to prepare before pregnancy as you're uh, looking towards ha- having a baby. Would you say that's correct, Dr. DJ? Yes, I mean, uh, yes. I mean, clearly, if, if um, physicians and those uh, attending pregnancy are able to help the mother or the mother-to-be to adjust her microbiome, to a more healthy state, then that's really a two-generation benefit because okay. you're helping you're helping the the woman uh, in terms of the potential for her improved wellness, mm-hmm. and at the same time you're preparing the uh, microbial donation that that mother will make to her baby, and mm-hmm. so you really benefit both by by acting in that window. And so I've actually lectured at continuing medical education lectures for. OBGYN conferences where I've argued that this is really a new mission for them, for anyone attending to uh, the pregnancy, is to uh, look at this two-generation health benefit. Wow, it's so fascinating. So in a talk, I had a chance to watch a talk that you gave at Harvard Bookstore, and right in the you're, where you're making the connection between, um, like you're you're talking about the baby being whole, not whole yet, that they they need to establish this, um, you know, this super organism over the course of, and you say in your book it has to happen really early, like within the first couple of weeks. Actually, it's that significant. Can you talk a bit about that, about how that happens since we're on this topic right now before a break? Exactly. Well, I should say that that altering your microbiome uh, to your benefit can happen at any age. There is benefit to doing that. Even uh, I had my own personal story in the book where in my 60s, I was able to improve my health. So changing the microbiome uh, to make it more diversified uh, for you is, uh, is good at any age. But we know that the, the baby's developing physiological systems, the brain, the neurological system, the immune system, the gut, reproductive system, the endocrine organs, all of that gets programmed early in life. And if those systems don't grow up with the microbial partners, the co-partners that make us whole, then they there are events that are missed. There are benchmark changes in the baby that are simply missed. And when that happens, uh, you run a much higher risk of uh, dysfunction later in life, including dysfunction in the immune system. Mm-hmm. So that's why you get added benefit by by helping the baby complete as early as possible. Mm-hmm. 
So, Rodney, it's time to take a short break. And before we go, I would love to share an excerpt from your wonderful book, The Human Superorganism, How the Microbiome is Revolutionizing the Pursuit of a Healthy Life. You say the big problem with striving for human mammalian purity and spending much of the 20th century obsessed with killing microbes is that it goes against our very nature. We are, as whole healthy humans, composed of thousands of microbial species and about 100 trillion cells. But the majority of those cells are microbial. If we indiscriminately wage war on microbes, we wage war on ourselves. You say we are not just mammals, not by a long shot. We need our microbial co-partner species. They have been there for centuries helping to support our ancestors. It is only recently that we have unintentionally cut them out of our lives in our modernized world of antibiotic-administered, formula-fed, cesarean-delivered babies growing up in an urban environment, surrounded by hand sanitizers and antibacterial soaps. And in doing so, we have compromised our own health. A new biology is emerging, demanding a different way of thinking about what it means to be human, to be whole, and to pursue a healthy life on earth for ourselves and our children. This is from Dr. Dietert's new book, The Human Superorganism, How the Microbiome is Revolutionizing the Pursuit of a Healthy Life. You can connect with Dr. Rodney Dietert's work and find out about his upcoming appearances and workshops at www.rodneydietert.com. That's R-O-D-N-E-Y-D-I-E-T-E-R-T. We will be right back with Dr. Rodney Dietert. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you know that you were born to experience revolutionary wellness? Have you wondered why extraordinary physical, mental, and emotional health has eluded you? Do you know that your infinite personal power resides right here in the present moment? People all over the world are awakening to their birthright, revolutionary wellness. Introducing the Experience Revolutionary Wellness Coaching Program. Log on today to begin your journey into the mystery and join our virtual village. The world, now more than ever, needs you to feel revolutionarily well. Explore and integrate new ways of being. Learn to access your own unique treasure, the wisdom that is right there inside you, waiting to be revealed. Experience a renewed, vivid, and nourishing relationship with yourself and the world around you. When you experience revolutionary wellness, you will be the change you wish to see in the world. Log on to experiencerevolutionarywellness.com today and join Rochelle on an adventure into your own unique journey toward revolutionary wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Rochelle is an internationally known meditation teacher, clinician of mind and body medicine, lifestyle change, and self-healing. She's an author, speaker, and creator of Experience Revolutionary Wellness Virtual Village. If you would like to reach Rochelle, send an email to Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Again, that's Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. 
Now back to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Your genes only account for 1% of what is guiding cells in and on your body. The problem is that every time we think we know what is going on in, bi- in biology, someone discovers something that we are missing, and sometimes it is something really big. To rethink the selfish gene idea, it might be more accurate to say if we were built as anything, we are microbial storage machines designed to pass our microbes along to future generations. This is from Dr. Dietert's thought-provoking new book, The Human Superorganism, How the Microbiome is Revolutionizing the Pursuit of a Healthy Life. Rodney, in one of your videos recently uh, where you were at the Harvard bookstore, you ask people to raise their hands when you list off, you know, some particular you know, chronic disease. Can you describe that experience? And I know not just at the bookstore, but you you speak in conferences where you're with hundreds of people and what that looks like. Right. Uh, I've had an opportunity to, to share the material with small groups, uh, some of them on university campuses and bookstores, uh, but also at large conferences where there have been five, 600 people. Mm-hmm. And I to really draw drive home the magnitude of the chronic disease epidemic, I will ask the question, um, have you in your family, in your circle of friends, your colleagues, co-workers, co-students, um, had any of these diagnoses? And then I will show all the chronic diseases I can put on a slide and still have them be legible. And it includes everyone in the audience uh, every time. No one escapes the impact of things like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, autism spectrum disorders, uh, asthma, uh, other allergic diseases, all the autoimmune and inflammatory conditions, mm-hmm. arthritis, and, and, and uh, cancer, obesity, diabetes. It, mm-hmm. it draws everyone in. And you realize then the magnitude of this epidemic because we tend to usually look at these dise- diseases individually. Mm-hmm. So researchers will study or be funded to research asthma or lupus or Alzheimer's. Um, uh, physicians diagnose and prescribe medicines mm-hmm. based on individual conditions. But we rarely look at all of these together. And when you do, you realize the enormity of impact it has, not just on how people are dying worldwide, but mm-hmm. on the, uh, how we are basically leading increasingly a disabled life mm-hmm. and one that requires more health care, more drugs, and more caregivers. Mm-hmm. Yes, and in your book, you make a profound statement that resonates so much with my own experience as a healthcare practitioner, where you say healthcare practitioners are usually reduced to the helpless state of medically managing system symptoms. Can you speak to this current state of healthcare in our society and the perspective that you're offering that is unique? Well, the problem with the chronic diseases are, are uh, they're also called non-communicable diseases or yes. NCDs mm-hmm. now is that very few of them are actually cured okay. uh, cured in a short time uh, there are some but very few most of them are managed and so that mm-hmm. means physicians are prescribing drugs and re- and therapeutic regimes to reduce the symptoms mm-hmm. of the condition but the condition doesn't doesn't really go away the mm-hmm. dysfunction in our bodies and the in the physiological systems is still there and 
the problem as well is that physicians are treating a single disease. Mm -hmm. But we now know that the group of children, for example, um, who are obese, are diagnosed with diabetes, are diagnosed with asthma, have up to double-digit additional non-communicable diseases that they are at a greater increased risk of developing as they age, as mm. they become adults and get older. And we've done nothing to really reduce that problem. Part yes. of it is because physicians didn't know it existed until very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're still treating the presenting symptoms and managing those often decades. Sometimes you get on statins, for example, and you may never mm-hmm. get off them. You may take mm-hmm. them the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not necessarily a, a, a terrific quality of life, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and something to face, particularly as you add additional diseases and more medications that are required. Mm-hmm. I know I have family members that are taking over 20, 20 pills a day from different physicians. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. And, and with the recognition that that's, quite frankly, that's not something to look forward to as you get up each morning. It is yeah. uh, We would like for a different... Uh, a different way to lead our lives, I think. And so yes. that's I try to convey in the book is we um, we need to do something about this epidemic in general. And uh, I believe that the microbiome is the route for us to do precisely that. Yes, and in your book, book you articulate that so well and in such an accessible way. And if you could go into to, um, some detail about how the microbiome is related to the health and our current chronic disease health crisis that we're seeing? Well, I mentioned that that uh, essentially babies, when completed with the microbiome, mm-hmm. grow up with that as, as a co-partner. So okay. uh, this is e- either a slight or a larger majority of our cells uh, based mm-hmm. on recent recent papers and estimates, and a, a massive majority of our genes. And that's contributed by microbes that are not just in our gut, but on our skin, in mm-hmm. our airways, or your genital tract, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they are our mouth, our nose, and the like, and they are these genes are doing things that the microbes have. They're metabolizing our food. They're interacting with environmental chemicals and drugs, um, mm-hmm. and they are signaling to our physiological systems. Uh, th- they make neurochemicals that affect our brain, our mood, our behavior, our neurodevelopment. And uh, as a result, uh, because they are essentially our majority in many, by many measures, uh, we have a, a wonderful opportunity to work with them and through them to aid our health. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that uh, the state of medicine at the moment is without recognition that they were really contributing this role. So mm-hmm. that essentially modern allopathic medicine is mammalian centric and, and it is designed to address the human mammal, but that's the minority of us. So that's, that's the real problem in terms of both environmental protection of the human and mm-hmm. health management. Wow, it really does sound like it's an enormous problem. And do you see now, you know, in your, um, I know, I mean, you've written so many articles yourself and you're doing all these amazing talks. Is the word getting out? Do you see that it's happening other than, I mean, this amazing book that you're published? Um, do you see the shift happening or is it going to be a slow um, process? I think it is happening. I mean, I was absolutely delighted that in addition to the the book tour stops uh, at the Smithsonian and, and a variety of bookstores that I had a chance uh, 
uh, since the book came out to lecture at the FDA and their drug evaluation unit at the National Academies of Sciences, the, the Institute of Health of Medicine, yes. uh, at the EPA Health Effects Research Lab in North Carolina, mm-hmm. at the USDA uh, National Food and Agriculture Division in, in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And so those are, are the groups that are basically concerned with environmental chemicals, drugs, drug safety and efficacy, mm-hmm. uh, and our food, our food supply. And mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to bring the content of the book, the book content, to those agencies uh, w- was just wonderful, and and I was delighted with the the reception. And the bottom line is, again, all of the people at those agencies that are working on these issues, they yeah. have families, they have children, they have relatives with non-communicable diseases, yes. and they would like uh, for the for their families uh, to have a different route, a different yes. uh, you know better health. So I think we're all wanting the same thing, and it's a matter of how we can now tap this wonderful new view of humans where we're more like a walking coral reef or a mobile tropical rainforest Mm -hmm. than a pure mammalian species and Mm -hmm. and use that to our better better health. Mm -hmm. Yes, actually, I was going to, um, just to back us up a um, a bit, you were, I was, you know, we're talking about all the scientific community that's has this knowledge. It's growing in that in that community, and I was just curious about, you know, our the average daily individual out there, and are they accessing this information as well? And I I I see that you know it's sort of trickling down through the scientific community, like you mentioned, that their family they want their families to to be well as well, and and also I've seeing more articles in um, like the New York Times and in other you know everyday publications that you may um, not see. Would you say, say that's your experience as well? Uh, yes, I mean I think there's a tremendous demand. A lot of uh, a lot of people are confused in terms of what. What products and what things they can they can okay. bring into their lives on a day to day basis yes. that are really going to be helpful. And uh, in my book, uh, I don't endorse any particular um, yeah. uh, companies or products, uh, mm-hmm. but I do try to provide some good resources that, that that are groups that have wonderful information available and that can be useful as individuals make decisions. And I provide I, I describe some of the things that we've used in my own family to try to vet what might be helpful for us for our yes. own personal health. Um, and, and so I think that, that it, it, there is some frustration as well among the general public in terms of what, you know, uh, not mm-hmm. having a prescribed recipe. Right. Uh, <laughs> because there is individual variation too. And what yeah. works for one person may not be the best for another. Yes. Uh, the other issue is the physician community. And I think that there, is, uh, there, there are some glimmers of hope there uh, as well. There's not, not simply interest, but they're going to be, uh, uh, I believe, forthcoming uh, microbiome certification programs and, wow. and that are really uh, I know I'm, I'm part of one that is emerging at the moment and I think there will wow. be others and so I think that uh, it will be uh, education um, not just among scientists but among uh, uh, the general public and among uh, healthcare practitioners as well. 
That's wonderful. So it is time to take a short break. And before we go, I'd like to share an excerpt from Dr. Dietert's wonderful book. He says, instead of 50,000 genes, the human genome has approximately 22,000 genes, less than half of what was expected and not nearly the numbers estimated to account for the remarkable complexity and diversity of human biological activities. In fact, we barely beat out the roundworm in gene encoding proteins. The roundworm's genome has approximately 20,000 genes. Humans as the pinnacle of life on Earth? Well, maybe, but if we are special, it's not because the number of our genes significantly exceeds those of other species. So that 22,000 result isn't just a number. It has resounding implications. Our mammalian genes were supposed to rule all in keeping with evolutionary biologist, biologist Richard Dawkins' ideas, and mastering our mammalian genes would surely cure human disease. At least that was the larger end goal for the Human Genome Project. But how can something as complex as a human be controlled, develop, survive, and even thrive with so few genes? The answer is we don't. We fail to thrive. We get sick and die with only those genes. Those genes are not designed to support humans in leading long, healthy lives. They are only a small portion of our life support system. That is why the results of the Human Genome Project have ushered in this new biology. The take-home message is that our basic mammalian genome is only a very small part of what makes healthy children grow into healthy adults and produce more healthy children. This is from Dr. Dietert's inspiring book, The Human Superorganism, How the Microbiome is Revolutionizing the Pursuit of a Healthy Life. My guest is Dr. Rodney Dietert, and Rodney's research and public health interests and concerns risk reduction for chronic diseases. And you can connect with Dr. Rodney Dietert's work and find out about his upcoming appearances and workshops at rodneydietert.com. We will be right back with Dr. Rodney Dietert. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Do you know that you were born to experience revolutionary wellness? Have you wondered why extraordinary physical, mental, and emotional health has eluded you? Do you know that your infinite personal power resides right here in the present moment? People all over the world are awakening to their birthright, revolutionary wellness. Introducing the Experience Revolutionary Wellness Coaching Program. Log on today to begin your journey into the mystery and join our virtual village. The world, now more than ever, needs you to feel revolutionarily well. Explore and integrate new ways of being. Learn to access your own unique treasure, the wisdom that is right there inside you, waiting to be revealed. Experience a renewed, vivid, and nourishing relationship with yourself and the world around you. When you experience revolutionary wellness, you will be the change you wish to see in the world. Log on to experiencerevolutionarywellness.com today and join Rochelle on an adventure into your own unique journey toward revolutionary wellness. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Rochelle is an internationally known meditation teacher, clinician of mind and body medicine, lifestyle change, and self-healing. She's an author, speaker, and creator of Experience Revolutionary Wellness Virtual Village. If you would like to reach Rochelle, send an email to Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Again, that's Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Now back to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. The impact of the microbiome on immune education is so critical and so all-encompassing that it is key to protecting the immune system of children. It is not just another environmental factor. The ramifications of environmental exposures and immune programming must now be seen through the lens of our microbes and recognition of you as a superorganism. This is from Dr. Dieter's revolutionary new book, The Human Superorganism, How the Microbiome is Revolutionizing the Pursuit suit of a healthy life. Dr. Rodney Dietert is an internationally known author, lecturer, scientist, media personality, and educator. He has turned his wide-ranging expertise toward reducing the environmental health risks of children and protecting against chronic diseases by focusing on the microbiome and the immune system. As a full professor at Cornell University in the Department of Microbiology and Immunology and a faculty member in the Cornell Institute for Comparative and Environment Toxicology. Dr. Dietert has published peer-reviewed papers in more than 70 different scientific journals, ranging from environmental health and pediatric medicine, publications to nutrition, metabolism, immune, neurological, and reproductive journals. And in 2012, Dr. Dietert introduced a new course at Cornell, applying contemplative tools for creating creative problem-solving. This has blossomed into a new variety of new educational programs and workshops, and you can connect with Dr. Rodney Dietert's work at www.rodneydietert.com. Dr. Dietert, thank you for um, being with us. And in your book, you use a term superorganism medicine. Can you talk about that in particular and what that seems like such an amazing shift that we um, would undertake? Well, it is. Uh, and what it refers to is the fact that Increasingly, before physicians prescribe a drug, they're going to want to know the status of a a patient's microbiome. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be part of uh, what's now called precision medicine or personalized medicine where you really tailor uh, uh, treatments and regimes uh, to the individual. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that if the majority of the individual cells and the majority of the individual's genes are unknown. Mm-hmm. And the problem at the moment is that we're really treating the human mammal, uh, but it's really the microbes that see a drug first. So mm-hmm. if you think about it, the, the, the microbiome is located on the skin, in, in our lungs, our nose, our airways, uh, in the gut. It's in all the places where we, if you take a, take a pill, it goes in through the GI system, the microbes mm-hmm. see it there before our human mammal cells see it. If it's mm-hmm. a dermal, dermal drug, 
microbes see it first. If it's inhalation, uh, the microbes see it first. In mm-hmm. every case, they are essentially the gatekeeper for what we get in terms of drug delivery. Mm-hmm. And we've not recognized that until very recently. Mm-hmm. So uh, drugs, for example, like digoxin, um, which is a long-standing heart medication, uh, it's been known that that has a very narrow window of effectiveness. And in fact, in some patients, it works well. In others, it's ineffective. And in others, it can be toxic. Mm-hmm. We now understand that that, that outcome is based solely on one particular species of bacteria in the gut that are able to interact with and change digoxin. Wow. And so uh, that's just one example, but it shows that the physicians are going to want to know know the status of that species. Mm -hmm. They may even want to manipulate uh, the size of that species before they would prescribe digoxin. Mm -hmm. And where pharmaceutical companies have done surveys, uh, the results are basically that uh, it looks like a majority of existing drugs alter the microbiome in some way. So it's going to be increasingly important that physicians know your microbiome status Mm -hmm. and look at treatments that uh, operate through the microbiome effectively. Um, Mm -hmm. So we know that antibiotics kill more than just the bacterial pathogen. So if you're prescribed an antibiotic, that is essentially wiping out part of your microbiome uh, that the physician did not intend to to destroy. So Mm -hmm. my message there to doctors is put back what you did not intend to kill Mm -hmm. in a patient's patient's body. Mm -hmm. But to do that, you have to actually have the microbiome profile much as you would have a blood profile or you'd have blood pressure measurements or the things that we routinely do on annual visits to our physician. Yeah. Yes, this was our experience with our older daughter and we she had a series of antibiotics early in her childhood and you know we didn't know then that we needed to repopulate. So other than um I know you know probiotics are a great way to do that but for the average person that's trying to build back their microbiome that they um you know we could so easily damage it today from, you know, standard American diet. If you could kind of talk about that a bit and how we can get ourselves back in in order. Right. Well, well, first of all, it's useful if, uh, and it is, there are a number of different companies that are usually partnered with university consortium groups as well that do microbiome profiling. And they'll do them for multiple body sites as well. And uh, so it can be useful for people to know where they stand in terms of their microbiome profile. Okay. And the, the, these companies will provide supportive information to, to kind of help you interpret what it, what it means. So uh, there you have a, a sort of launch pad or starting point if you want to take probiotics, if you want to pursue a strategy for what we call rebiosis, modifying your microbiome. Okay. And, and um, I know that uh, one of my family members, for example, had, was prescribed a drug that was not really thought to damage the microbiome. It was a very targeted acting drug. And she was able to see that it, it massively changed the microbiome and it took her nine months of rebiosis to put it back where it had been. Wow. Uh, so... Uh, so getting that information can be useful, uh, okay. but in addition, there are uh, there are probiotics and um, what are called prebiotics, which are the mm-hmm. food for the the bacteria that you're hoping to install in your gut or on your skin, uh-huh. uh, and uh, that 
food or the prebiotics are important because they will um, allow those bacteria to metabolize, uh, to produce some of the useful products that they can make, and to hopefully grow and thrive in their body site regions. And I should say that our bodies are a, a terrific ecological system. So just just take your skin. We have desert regions, very dry re- regions. We have very moist, tropical rainforest-like regions on our uh, our skin. And there are completely different microbes that inhabit each of those different regions. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with different parts of our gut as well. There are different different microbes for different parts of the gut. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've heard in your talks, there's uh, you mentioned about how you know, it's not just humans that have our own micro microbial uh, community, but dogs <laughs> and well, how they, yeah, go ahead. They're dogs and plants. I mean, it's now known that, that plants actually can communicate danger signals if they're attacked by insects and the like uh, through root uh, fungi. And uh, they are able actually to communicate with other plants at a distance. Wow. Uh, so these microbiomes that are in most higher forms of life, both animals and plants, are, are really important for, for how we operate. It turns out dogs are really interesting because they have a very keen uh, ability to sense the chemicals that our microbes make. So there are actually uh, dogs trained as hospital service dogs that will go through and detect Clostridium difficile. And mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a famous beagle in the Netherlands named Cliff that can do this in individual patients or he can detect a, an a impending outbreak and he can mm-hmm. do so before other instruments pick up the danger. Mm-hmm. And um, so the whole point is if dogs can go through and basically determine your microbiome profile in part, mm-hmm. then we should be able to develop, and I think we have already on hand, instruments that can eventually be moved into doctor's offices that allow physicians to get that same quality of information. Uh, So my hope is that, uh, you know, we've had, we've seen ultrasound, for example, move from being a specialized piece of equipment to being fairly routine in physicians' Mm -hmm. offices. And I think we're going to see the same kind of thing with um, breathalyzer type pieces of equipment that can help assess microbiome status for patients. That's so wonderful. So, Rodney, it's time to take a short break, and I'd love to share an excerpt from your book. You say, like most in the 1950s in the United States, we were enjoying the food revolution and the increased availability of food choices across seasons without realizing that a fundamental food component was being lost, probiotic microbes. In fact, with yogurt and kefir not yet common in the U.S., it was a biological wasteland for human superorganisms. Never before in human culture had our diet options been so extensive, yet contributed so little to our internal biological diversity. Food choices are interconnected with the food and agriculture revolution that have changed much of how our food is produced, stored, and made available. In addition to what we are no longer eating, we are eating some things our ancestors either did not have available or chose to eat. That is not to imply that the food of our ancestors was always inherited. Better, it is simply to say that in one or two generations we changed our diet in unprecedented ways. 
Stanford researchers recently argued that we have essentially starved out our useful microbes with a westernized diet. That is certainly a part of how we got to where we are now. But the good news is that dietary components supporting needed gut microbiota are now well known as are foods that are harmful for our microbiome. Truly holistic diets that support the completed self can be pursued. This is from Dr. Rodney Dietert's inspiring book, The Human Superorganism, How the Microbiome is Revolutionizing the Pursuit of a Healthy Life. And as a speaker in a wide range of different forums, Dr. Dietert has lectured in more than 100 different cities across North America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. His audiences have included scientific societies, governmental organizations, colleges, and universities, private companies, health advocacy groups, and alternative forums. Rodney also appeared in the 2014 award-winning documentary movie, Microbirth, which I have watched, and I urge you to watch it, especially if you are considering having children. And you can connect with Dr. Rodney Dietert's work and find out more about his upcoming appearances and workshops at www.rodneydietert.com. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you know that you were born to experience revolutionary wellness? Have you wondered why extraordinary physical, mental, and emotional health has eluded you? Do you know that your infinite personal power resides right here in the present moment? People all over the world are awakening to their birthright, revolutionary wellness. Introducing the Experience Revolutionary Wellness Coaching Program. Log on today to begin your journey into the mystery and join our virtual village. The world, now more than ever, needs you to feel revolutionarily well. Explore and integrate new ways of being. Learn to access your own unique treasure, the wisdom that is right there inside you, waiting to be revealed. Experience a renewed, vivid, and nourishing relationship with yourself and the world around you. When you experience revolutionary wellness, you will be the change you wish to see in the world. Log on to experiencerevolutionarywellness.com today and join Rochelle on an adventure into your own unique journey toward revolutionary wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Rochelle is an internationally known meditation teacher, clinician of mind and body medicine, lifestyle change, and self healing. She's an author, speaker, and creator of Experience Revolutionary Wellness Virtual Village. If you would like to reach Rochelle, send an email to Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Again, that's Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Now back to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. 
Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to check out information on my website, experiencerevolutionarywellness.com, about the proposed mindfulness-based occupational therapy advanced certificate program that will be held through San Jose State University that is slated to launch the summer of 2017. It will be open to all licensed healthcare practitioners around the world. It is a primarily online program with one five-day residential retreat that will be held in the mid-program in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. And I am the director and lead instructor for the proposed program, and you can sign up for email updates and upcoming enrollment information on my website, or you can email me directly at Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. So definitely check that out. In addition, you can learn about my one-on-one coaching programs and online courses that integrate all three essential aspects of nourishment, wisdom, and empowerment to help you manifest your most meaningful and purposeful life as well as your healthiest and most empowered self you can. It is my joy and passion to guide you on your own unique journey toward revolutionary wellness. So you can log on to experiencerevolutionarywellness.com today and begin the journey with me. My guest today is Dr. Rodney Dietert. Rodney is a sought-after speaker, seminar, and workshop presenter, and you can connect with Dr. Dietert's work and find out about his upcoming appearances and creative problem-solving workshops at www.rodneydetert.com. So, Rodney, before the break, we were talking about the age of superorganism medicine, and also you're, you use the term superorganism makeover. Can you share a bit about these concepts and how does this, how does the micro, what does the microbiome have to do with my wellness, my health and wellness, and can it be in practical ways, can we um, use the microbiome and, and you give ourselves a superorganism makeover for our own wellness and health? Well, the, the idea of the makeover is that we you've had several programs talking about the importance of, of diet and the power of being able to change your health with mm-hmm. diet. And that and uh, that's absolutely wonderful information that you've presented in these prior episodes. Uh, and I would emphasize that the microbes are eating the diet you feed them uh, <laughs> just as our mammalian cells. So I use the example that I grew up in San Antonio, Texas in the 1950s and had a lot of Mexican food in my diet. But in addition, I probably ate a good bit of fried chicken. And mm-hmm. now, in my, now in my 60s, uh, I'm trying to convert to a kale uh, diet or one that has <laughs> kale and other things like it in, in the diet. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, I cultivated um, microbes that thrived on fried chicken, Uh, not to my my better health, I should say. Uh, And so the idea that I'm going to all of a sudden convert them uh, is a challenge. And what I argue in the book and have found is that using a dual strategy where you move to a healthier diet, but you also try to install the microbes in your gut that are going to use that diet, uh, that that's, that's the optimum. That's the, the ideal because what happens is it turns out that the microbes you have in your gut uh, are, we're now realizing, are extremely powerful at influencing your mood and your behavior and your neurodevelopment. Okay. Uh, and they literally chemically call for their energy source, for the food that they want and can use, and they can dramatically influence your behavior as a result. So you may yeah. be sitting there thinking, I'm going to buy kale at the store, I'm going to 
cook kale tonight and you're wondering why you're eating fried chicken instead. <laughs> and the answer is uh, you're fighting against your own body. So, mm-hmm. you know, physicians for a long time have told people you, you should lose weight. It mm-hmm. would be good if you lost weight. My own physician told mm-hmm. me that. And I describe in the book what was really an accident uh, that happened over in Germany, in Europe, uh, a food accident to my benefit. (laughs) I realized that I was eating food components back in the U.S. that were producing constant inflammation in my body Uh and that I was able to escape that with a uh, uh, almost week-long conference over in Germany and eating local foods there. Uh Uh, I didn't even realize it until my pants didn't fit anymore. And I realized, yeah. oh, something I'm eating has been causing abdominal inflammation. Um, so with that, I then sought foods that were going to be healthier for me, that, that uh, were not going to produce the inflammation. But quite frankly, I still would encounter problematic foods that were hidden, that were ingredients that I didn't know were, were in certain things mm-hmm. that were going to damage my health in, in the ways that they had wow. been for decades. And what I found was that the probiotics, by installing the bacteria um, in place that were going to be part of a healthier diet, that mm-hmm. they not only use the, the kale uh, more effectively than the fried chicken, but they protected me against the adverse effects of encountering something that could throw me into inflammation. So they were actually mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory okay. for my body. And that's, that's what I discuss in the book is you not only by making over your microbiome, uh, you not only prepare your body uh, to receive a healthier diet and to use a healthier diet more effectively, but you you get your body in sync with that. You get your your mind body control mechanisms so that that's what you're actually craving okay. instead of fried fried chicken. Yes. Okay. Yes, I've seen a dramatic change. You know, in my own health, in my family's health, and the clients that I work with, when they integrate, it, and it's a it's a slow process. It doesn't happen overnight. But they, um, you know, integrating. I know you mentioned like kefir and um, these prebiotic foods. Um, Kombu- you know, you kombucha, see, yes. kombucha, and all the fermented foods that mm-hmm. our ancestors. A couple of generations ago, they were very prevalent in our in my ancestors and most people's. Uh, yes. But we lost that with the gains of food technology, we, we, we unintentionally lost some of the microbes that we were consuming every day. Yes, yes, that makes sense. It's so remarkable. And I know you also have a section in the book about, you know, getting off the medications and the significance of that as associated with our microbiome. Right. We're, we're in, entering an era where the microbes themselves uh, are going to be the new medications. So okay. In some cases, microbes in their native self, and in some cases, those that have been adapted. So you're going to see drug companies making modified microbes, mm-hmm. uh, of course, because they can patent them, but also mm-hmm. because that is uh, something closer to a, uh, a holistic treatment in, in and of mm-hmm. itself. So what people are finding now is there's this whole new area called psychobiotics. And um, one of the research groups I'd, I'd mentioned is John Cryan's group at University College in Cork, mm-hmm. Ireland. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are many others who have pioneered the idea that the microbes and their metabolites uh, can affect your neural behavior, your mood. Uh, they can counteract depression. And yeah. so the, the question is, why would you continue decades taking a heavy-duty medication yeah. with side effects if, if you could simply change the balance of microbes in your gut mm-hmm. and cure depression? 
And there is real hope that that is the path for the future. Because it, tur it turns out we, we've realized for a little while that our gut makes more neuroactive chemicals than our brain. So wow. I'm talking about norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, uh, GABA, acetylcholine. And yeah. we've known that's been made in the gut. But what we didn't realize until recently is the microbes directly make a significant part of what comes out of the gut in terms of neuroactive chemicals. And what they're not making, they can still regulate. They can control our mammalian gut cells in their production of serotonin versus dopamine, for example. It's so, so you want fascinating. You want to change your mood. You want to change your uh, how how social you're feeling today. Uh, you know, change your 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 micro balance or what you're feeding. It's fascinating. Well, allow me to thank Dr. Rodney Dietrich for being with us today on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio and for sharing his life-changing work with my listeners. There's so much more to learn, so be sure to order Rodney's book, The Human Superorganism, How the Microbiome is Revolutionizing the Pursuit of a Healthy Life. And you can connect with his work on RodneyDietrich.com. It's been so fascinating. Thank you so much, Rodney, for being with us today. Well, thank you, Rochelle. It's been a real privilege and pleasure. Well, in the meantime, you can join me on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio's Facebook page, follow my Twitter feed at Revolution Well, and connect with me on my website at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. It's such a pleasure to be here with all of you on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Until next time, I'm Rochelle McLaughlin. May you be well. Thank you for opening your heart and mind to a new way of being, to greater degrees of self-compassion and wellness, and your experience of your own infinite potential with Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Join host Rochelle next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time to turn courageously toward your own unique experience of health and wellness here on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, you too can experience revolutionary wellness.